Welcome once again to Greatheart's Table. I've had several conversations over the past couple of days regarding, oh, things like pastoral loneliness, the isolation of a pastor's heart, and the matters that pastors find it hard to confess. Pastors are isolated and are pressured to be perfect. We are to have no cracks, no weaknesses, no vulnerability, and we buy this narrative. But of course, we can't be perfect, and we need the gospel. And even though we may preach the gospel week after week to others, who will so preach it to us? Is that our job as well, to preach the gospel to ourselves? Some would say so. Thanks for joining us as we ponder that question. Though to most people, I'm a pretty good listener. There are two people to whom I don't listen very well at all. The first, sadly, is my wife. I'm working on that. And the second is me. I write, as you obviously know, a newsletter, and I produce a podcast. I intend by these to encourage pastors like myself. I believe every word I write and speak, except when I don't. And so there are times when I'm grumbling about this or that, and someone says to me, You know, Randy, there's this podcast called Great Hearts Table. You really ought to listen to it. I have snarky friends, but they're right. I don't listen well to myself. The fact is, none of us do. But we're supposed to, right? And therein lies the problem. Uh, somewhere in the early 1990s, I began to hear the distant drumbeat of a movement called Sonship. Uh, this, or the form of it that filtered down to my desk, encouraged me to address my lagging spirit and my ever-present anxiety by reminding myself that I am a dearly beloved child of God. That is, I was to preach the gospel to myself. That sounded reasonable, and it is. The gospel was certainly the message I needed to hear. I preached grace to others. Certainly, I could nurture the habit of preaching the same grace to myself. And so I did. Or, I should say, I tried. Remember, I don't listen very well to myself. In the end, preaching the gospel to myself became one more thing at which I was a spectacular failure. Instead of taking my guilt away, it added to it. The more I tried to remind myself that there is therefore now no condemnation, the louder I heard, wretched man that I am. Uh, this was clearly not working, and so I largely abandoned the project. Still, I found that what I longed for, especially on those rare Sundays I was able to attend other churches, was to hear the gospel of grace preached. I needed to bask in it. I needed to be healed by it. I needed to hear it from others since I would not hear it from myself. This, it seems, is the way it always has been. Uh, faith, Kelly Capick suggests, is a communal sport. Capick, an author and professor of theology at Covenant College, published in 2017 a wonderful book on suffering called Embodied Hope. In this book, Capick traces the idea of preaching the gospel to ourselves far back beyond sonship, to Lloyd-Jones and then to Wesley, to Luther, and to Augustine. It's not bad counsel, he says, but the individualistic nature of such a thing makes it difficult, if not toxic. 
For many reasons, we simply do not listen to ourselves as well as we do to others. Capic expanded on this in a recent chapel message he delivered at Reformed Theological Seminary in Orlando. In speaking of Martin Luther's struggles with God, Capic quotes a 1528 letter in which Luther cried out, I have saved others. Myself, I cannot save. I like to think Luther, too, had snarky friends. Marty, I can hear them saying, when are you going to start believing that stuff you preach? Well, Capic and I, and Luther as well, when we preach and when we write to and for others, we mean and believe every word. But when we try to say the same things to ourselves, in Capic's words, it means squat. Why? Well, because we see our sin. We see our hypocrisy. We see our doubts. And we are blind to Christ's compassion toward us. We all desperately need to hear grace. And we hear it best from others. It apparently has always been that way. I'm reminded of Southern Presbyterian theologian Robert Louis Dabney. His views of race and slavery were clearly odious. But as a Christian man, he too struggled to believe the gospel he preached, apparently. In his 78th year, declining health and creeping depression were weighing him down. Hearing of this, a longtime friend wrote Dabney a letter in which he explained the gospel in clear and simple terms and then reminded his friend why he was doing so. He wrote, Now, dear old friend, I have done to you just what I would want you to do to me if I were lying in your place. The great theologian, after all, is just like any other one of God's children. And the simple gospel talked simply to him is just as essential to his comfort as it is to a milkmaid or to a plowboy. I'm certainly no great theologian. I'm just an ordinary pastor. And yet I, like you, need to hear grace. And we need to hear it from someone we'll listen to. We need to hear it from other pastors. We need to read it in books. We need to hear it from friends, especially friends even the snarky ones, because when we preach it to ourselves, it very often means squat. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People, and Called Home, and thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just share your breaking down. There's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a look.